Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Dr. Jacqueline Tolentino. Dr. Tolentino is a board-certified family medicine physician with expertise in both integrative and functional medicine at Parsley Health. She holds additional certifications and training in advanced hormone optimization, Ayurvedic healing, breathwork, and trauma-informed care. She is a leading expert in both hormonal health and fertility optimization. As a young breast cancer survivor and breast education advocate, she has seen the impact of comprehensive and holistic approach to improve outcomes and empower patients. In this episode, Dr. Tolentino brings us back to the basics that are often overlooked to keep your gut happy and healthy. And the best part is, is that they're free and easy to do. Welcome, Dr. Tolentino. It's so nice to have you here. We were just about to chat a little bit more about yourself, but I was like, let's save that for the recording because I want everyone to hear your story from you. And that's really where I'd like to start. So how did you, you know, get drawn to become a family physician and then, you know, more to the functional medicine side? Just give us your story. Yeah, I don't know how much time we have, Kate, but I will... (laughs) The quick down and dirty version that's just hitting on some of the nuts and bolts and the key things that really drew me to this kind of practice. Um, I've been practicing for several years and in 2016, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so after that diagnosis and the tumultuous treatment that ensued and all of the things, I really needed to take a closer look at my health and understand what was going on as far as how this could have possibly happened as well as what can I do to prevent it from happening again? And that's where I started doing a lot more digging beyond just the scope of traditional primary care practice. And as you know, when you do the digging, you start really diving into the integrative medicine world, understanding functional medicine, and I just got hooked. When I did all that digging, it kind of brought me to a turning point in my career. Instead of practicing in Miami Beach, I was a concierge primary care doctor. I really just turned the tables, took some time to focus on processing what had happened, re-educating myself a little bit more and digging a lot more into the functional and integrative medicine world. And then I joined Parsley. And I've been with Parsley for about five years now. And I chose Parsley because I loved the way that we practiced. You know, it was a very different model, especially back then in 2018, very different model than what I had seen out there as far as how we approach patients' health, um, how we take the whole body into perspective, and how we really dug into the root cause of why people are getting sick, what's keeping them sick, or what's keeping conditions from coming back. So it really drove me, honestly, Kate, it was my, my personal breast cancer history that just really changed the game for me as to why I practice this way now. No, oh my gosh, that's, I mean, that's such a great story. And so how long, Jacqueline, were you practicing before you made the switch? So it was probably about seven years. This was after residency. I did my residency back in Miami and it was about seven years total. And then of course, once breast cancer hit, it was like, let me take this year off to really focus on myself and my healing journey. And then I dove right in. So 2018. So yeah, it's, oh been, it's been quite a journey for me. And I still love the way that I practice. Yeah. I feel like this is um, this is certainly the future when I think about how patient care is and where it needs to go. And I'm still happy to be a part of it. 
Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about how Parsley's model is different or what they would expect going to a doctor at Parsley versus maybe a traditional doctor for a visit? Yeah. I mean, first, what Parsley is, is Parsley is more of an advanced primary care practice. And we specialize in medical programs for women and their families. We focus on root cause resolution medicine, really helping people understand the why of what's going on with their conditions. And this is our process to help drive these really powerful outcomes, lower the costs for our patients with complex health needs, and help them feel better. Ultimately, that's the goal. And I think the reason why is we're really trying to close the gap between that primary care experience where patients might typically only see their doctor once or twice and might not have enough time to really get into, here's my full story, here's how and why I'm concerned about these conditions that are still ongoing that can't really just be addressed in one visit for 15 minutes, maybe one or two times per year. And I feel like oftentimes too, we can feel like a little dismissed by some doctors um, because like you said, there's maybe a 15 minute time limit. And unfortunately too, I, I can't say it's the doctor's fault either. Like they have patients to see and they have a full day as well. And um, it, it's just, it's a more like a recipe for disaster. I feel like the way it's traditionally done and how short the time frame is. But I know when we spoke before, a lot of, things that you see in your practice can be related to sleep and gut health. So I want to start there where are you, where would you typically start with someone if they are having gut issues or coming in to see you and you're noticing sleep as a problem? Is there would you start with one or the other first and why? Well, that's a that's a good question. I mean, it depends on what else I see going on with a patient. I think the hard part too, from a dismiss standpoint, just like you were saying, when patients go to see a doctor for 15 minutes and you say, yeah, well, I can't sleep or I'm really having trouble with my gut, they might just say, I want you to eat better and go to sleep earlier. And that yeah. might be all they'll have time to say in a 15-minute visit. And we know that there's a lot more to that story to understand how to help somebody And I think that's where uh, Parsley makes itself absolutely different. So for some patients, maybe maybe if we go to sleep, it's triggered by so much more than just what happened last night. Maybe this is a chronic, long-standing condition where they really know they're not waking up and they're just not refreshed. And then it becomes like a catapult of multiple symptoms. Then I'm not refreshed in the morning. I'm not clear. I have a headache. I've got brain fog. I'm feeling really dehydrated. I'm noticing that I'm anxious and nervous. And so that lack of sleep becomes so many more symptoms. And oftentimes doctors don't have the ability to really dig in and help Mm -hmm. people understand this. And I think that's why some of the solutions are very quick solutions that might not be helpful. Um, If somebody came to see me with both sleep and gut issues, I don't see any reason why we can't talk about both or whatever else is going on. Right. So some of the solutions are driven by lifestyle. Some I want to take a look at advanced testing and maybe a more comprehensive set of labs to help them understand blood work and see if there's any deficiencies in micronutrients that might help us to support better sleep. And then sometimes from a gut perspective, we do really dig into what's this person's lifestyle? 
what are they eating? When are they eating it? The time of day that they're eating it, how much they're eating, and what role that plays and how well their digestion feels. And we really like dig, dig into that first. So uh, I, I love the way that we approach it. It's, it's very different than just being like, hey, I want you to sleep earlier and go home and eat better. We want patients to understand, we want you to choose these foods and here's why. I want you to focus on mindful eating and chewing because it's going to help raise up some of those salivary enzymes that you need to digest that food properly. So we kind of like take it that step further. And when we have patients that are really still struggling despite the issues with lifestyle or how they're eating, that's when we dig in. That's when we focus on some additional testing and we might utilize that to kind of help us with a healing program that's like focused on the gut. Yeah. And what do you see in terms of gut health? How often do you see that the gut is then connected to whatever signs and symptoms patients are feeling? Like, do you see it? Would you say most of the time? Yeah. Time? I yeah. Pray. That is almost, it's got to be 95% mm -hmm. of the time that yeah. there is you know, some sort of gut involvement that's really contributing to this. Um, for me, for myself, that was huge. Like here I was thinking that my gut was great. I didn't notice any symptoms. But then when you educate yourself on the gut and you learn that this is where the immune system is, this is where I'm going to absorb the right nutrients that my body needs, that my cells need in order to work properly. And you're like, there's got to be something going on here. And even like right after cancer, that was huge for me. Like doing stool testing, helping me understand that, taking a look at my stomach acid. What about my bowel movement? Like it was, it was really a game changer for me to understand how I needed to change the way that I was living and eating in order to have better results moving forward for the rest of my life. Yeah, no. And you brought up a good point too about the testing. What are some of the gut health tests that you would say you use most frequently in your practice? Yeah. So testing itself, there are some tests that patients can do just by working directly with our health coaches. So our health coaches are focused on all things that are driven by lifestyle, whether that's sleep and stress and movement, and of course, how they're eating. Um, some of those tests, like doing an elimination diet, or deciding on if they're eating foods that are very inflammatory or foods that could be food sensitivities, or even delving into stomach acid. Those are some things that they'll engage with their health coach in in conversation to really understand that piece of it. When we look at it from a health perspective, there might be some inflammatory markers that are elevated in the blood work, or I might notice several nutrients that are depleted, not just one or two. Or I might see that a patient has signs of low iron. Or maybe even the way they're storing that iron will check markers for ferritin as well. And then from there, we get into those more, I guess, their specialty tests or designer tests that can look even further into the gut, whether we're talking about checking and evaluating for SIBO, or maybe we're looking at somebody's stool profile. And I typically will perform a three-day stool test versus a one-day that does increase the sensitivity and specificity of the samples. So I'm trying to get a little bit more accuracy there. No, that makes sense. And do you notice, I'm curious with the nutrient deficiencies, do you notice um, some common themes, certain nutrients being low pretty frequently in, in connection to the gut or just in general? Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a pattern when you see hundreds of thousands of patients, you can <laughs> see ones are just the common ones that a lot of people are really struggling with. For example, vitamin D, 
is definitely on that list. Iron is also something that I see frequently. The B vitamins I'll commonly see being low and even magnesium. So those are probably the ones that are more common as far as, you know, if I saw 10 people coming in, these are ones that serve such valuable purpose in regards to cellular health that we really want to address some of the slow hanging fruit. So getting tested is really important. And will you use, what do you, do you guys use like a NutriVal or what tests do you normally do for nutrient? Yeah, good question. Sometimes, you know, I'll use a baseline panel. I mean, not every patient is interested in specialty testing. So sometimes we'll just use baseline panels from either LabCorp or Quest. And then sometimes I will use a NutriVal or a Metabolomics or even a SpectraCell. So those are some other tests as far as like the more specialty kind that we'll use to kind of help us understand that picture. And it's it's really looking at them together as a whole and not just like one individual marker. Mm-hmm. Because as a process, you're trying to, to just ask those questions. If somebody is deficient in multiple vitamins, then we're wondering about how these nutrients are getting absorbed. Is it because we're not eating enough of the right nourishing foods that have them? Or is it because the foundation of the absorption is the problem or maybe the conversion is the problem? Yeah, no, it's a good point. I'm curious, you brought up a great tip for really like chewing your food, right? To get like your salivary glands going, get that amylase working. And what would you say are your most common or best tips for someone to support their gut health? I mean, that's certainly a very initial tip that most of us, we don't realize that we should be chewing like upwards of like 20 chews per bite. And and so many patients are like, no, I chew like two or three chews, swallow. Next food in, two or three chews, swallow. And you're like, well, your body does need to recognize this and needs to kind of like honor this process in order for everything to go through properly. So I think chewing for sure is, is at the top of the list. Another thing I'm seeing pretty frequently is a lot of bloating. And so bloating is kind of high up on the list. And so, of course, it begs some questions as far as, is this right after your meals? Is this all the time? You know, do you notice it worse with certain foods or liquids? And then kind of talking about that sedentariness or if they're walking after meals or or what else they notice, bowel movement changes and so on. Um, Those are some initial tips. And what I love about Parsley is that we've offered so much great education and resources, even for non-members through our blog. We've got hundreds of articles that are dedicated to digestive health because it's just that important. So parsleyhealth.com slash blog, people can access medically reviewed, peer reviewed with journals that have also been put in there. But it's, it's a great resource for somebody who's looking on a place to start. There are some really interesting guides that are free to anyone who's interested that wants to learn more about that health and how they can really support that system as well. And for our members, we have something called Parsley Wellness Academy, which is really like a health coach-driven, lifestyle-driven program that, that helps walk patients through where they have their own community. They do have additional resources and handouts and things to work on, but it's it's almost like this nice treasure trove of lots of thoughtful education that we put around some select topics including mindful eating and foundations to gut health and so on. Oh, that's great. Well, and it's just, it's always nice having another place to go for that evidence-based information. Because it's, it is, it's hard today with social media 
and really knowing what's credible, what's not, what should you be following. Um, I'm curious to, you know, you brought up bloating and I feel like there isn't a person I'm meeting or seeing that doesn't have bloating. What do you find is a lot of the time the root cause to people's bloating? I mean, uh, that's tough. Sometimes there are certain conditions that are really involved there. Like I do see, I we are seeing quite a bit of SIBO that's involved in that. Sometimes for patients that are really struggling with stomach acid issues, I'm seeing that that is also a concern about it. Sometimes it's stress and it's hard to acknowledge that stress plays such a big role in something like that, but it, it certainly does because of the fact that the gut does have its own inter- enteric nervous system that is innervated to the brain. But we are seeing that some of it is also just mainly a lot of stress. And then there are some patients where it goes beyond a condition like SIBO, where you look at somebody's stool profile and you're seeing that they are having signs of a leaky gut or intestinal permeability. They are seeing some food sensitivities that are contributing to that. Or maybe we are noticing the digestive enzymes really do need more support. And it's a culmination of all of these things that need to be supported. So maybe there's a gut healing protocol that's involved there with some additional lifestyle things that the health coach can help our patients work on. But it's it's certainly a common issue for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it. it I feel like I really do. I feel like I haven't seen a client that doesn't have bloating as one of their top issues. Um, but it's also great too when you see that like there are many ways too once you find that root cause to help them find relief. Um, yeah. For someone who is looking to maintain their gut health, keep it healthy, are there certain supplements that you recommend people take each day? Obviously, right, for certain instances, like if someone does end up having SIBO, right, you have to look at a lot of other things. But in terms of like gut health maintenance and just supporting it on a daily basis, what do you usually recommend people take? Yeah, I mean, I opt for food first as much as possible. But for our patients who are looking for beyond that, what else they can do? I'm like, okay, let's make sure that we're focusing on things. Well, you know what, Jacqueline, let's let's talk about food then. Let's start with food and then let's move into that because I'm all about food first. So let's talk about some of the foods you would recommend. Okay. All right. Well, fiber and being deficient in fiber is something that I feel like almost every patient could use a little bit more support with. And sometimes you're not really sure what foods that you're eating that you have some great amounts of fiber in it or not. And so that's where having the health coach to kind of like talk you through what your diet current strategy is, is is really helpful. So increasing fiber in the diet. As far as protein and the choices there, our our health coaches are really talking one-on-one with our clients about how much protein that you should be getting in and what kinds. And then of course, maybe adding some additional support with protein for your workouts and for your exercise and movement that you're doing throughout the day. Outside of that, I do love to support all the polyphenols and flavonoids that we're getting from all the different fruits and vegetables. And I think that's a a tough one for a lot of people to be able to eat such a wide variety. But for patients that are getting creative, this is where, you know, sometimes there's certain supplements that have a greens powder blend that can really be added for some additional support. Or maybe they're making a smoothie in the summer because they really love how nourishing and light that will make them feel in addition to like getting in the fruits and vegetables in other ways too. But I think that that's a start is focusing on the protein, making sure they have healthy fats, 
looking at that mindful eating, optimizing the fiber as much as possible, and then don't put, not putting a limit on fruits and vegetables, you know, really just trying to get in as much of that as possible. I do have some patients where even when they're doing all the things, they're still concerned about this absorption thing because they're like, I've been eating everything on the, the awesome list of foods to eat. And then we notice that on lab tests, there's absorption problems. So even if we're eating as wonderfully as possible or as much as we think, it's still important if you're experiencing a lot of symptoms or you're curious that you test and evaluate to make sure that everything really does seem like it's going through as much as possible. Yeah, no, it's so true. And that's also, it's so, fr- it's so frustrating for a lot of people too. And they're like, I feel like I'm doing all the things right, but I'm not feeling those benefits. Um, right. Those were great tips though, in terms of food. I mean, I love to, I've added a prebiotic fiber supplement into my, I just added into my morning coffee each day. And I've noticed phenomenal changes in my stools, which right is usually a lot of the times can be very indicative of just like improvements in your gut health. Um, but it's like, we're all under fibered, you know, it's, we're all under fibered and it's, you have to make a valiant effort to get in the right amount of fiber each at each meal. Right. It has to be. And I will say too, like my life right now with two kids under two, it's, it's hard. I feel like I'm still in survival mode versus, and even being a dietitian, right? Like with being able to fully think about and plan. So I do love being able to like, okay, at least I know in the morning <laughs> I'm getting yeah. five grams of fiber in my coffee. And yeah. at least it's just that extra boost. So that's always like one way, but obviously that paired with foods. But are there other, when we were talking about beyond food, any other supplements that you find are helpful for people just to maintain their gut health or be supportive of it? Yeah, there are different kinds of probiotics that can certainly be helpful. Some, they're they're a bit more creative now where they're targeted to kind of support different kinds of strains for different kinds of conditions. But I find probiotic foods to be incredible, but also probiotic supplementation. A lot of patients find that to be valuable too, separate from fiber. And then if we think about other things that are helpful from a gut perspective that are commonly depleted, magnesium is also very helpful. I'll find ashwagandha to be helpful as well. So there's a lot from a gut perspective that you wouldn't think that these additional supplements could infer changes to the gut microbiome, but they can be super helpful for that. The tip on the fiber Mm -hmm. is I, I always tell patients fiber is like fertilizer for the good bacteria. So whenever you take in fiber, you're literally feeding all of that like grass or that lawn inside your gut to kind of help propel all of that good bacteria to grow that's already going to be helpful against the bad bacteria that's just hanging out there. Um, I'll have also some patients that find ginger or ginger tea or ginger capsules to be very helpful because it does calm down the inflammatory response of the gut. And even things like curcumin or turmeric, also yeah. very helpful and healing for the gut itself as well. What are, I'm curious, what are your favorite fiber-rich foods? Or if someone's like, okay, like you're telling me to eat all this fiber, but how do I get that in in my meals? Or like, what does that look like realistically for me? What do you usually recommend? So most of the time, our health coaches will sit down one-on-one. And what they'll do is they'll talk through what they eat for each meal. And then from there, 
they're really going to calculate out, okay, the macronutrients, how much protein, how much healthy fat, how much fiber, soluble versus not. Um, and of course, you know, assessing carbohydrates and sugar and so on. And so they'll really customize that based off of this individual and what they typically eat and what's part of their natural diet, what they have access to. So it's a really individualized approach. And I think that's what I love about what we do is that it's not so much of a blanket statement, more so unique to this individual. What do they need more of? And kind of balancing that out meal, meal wise and snack wise and so on. No, I love that. Um, what, and what would you say, how, like, how do you get your fiber in each day or what are your favorite ways to get it in for yourself? Mine, I mean, for me, green leafy is like an everyday, almost every meal kind of a thing, even with breakfast. And so that's at the top of my list. I also feel like no matter how much I can calculate in or get in with my meals, adding a bit of fiber in my morning drink is something that I do. I'll use like an adaptogenic drink and also add in a scoop of fiber in that as well. But the bowel movement thing is real. People do notice once you increase fiber in your diet, you're like, wow, all of a sudden, like I'm noticing a lot more regularity and maybe even some of that bloating goes away. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. Um, <laughs> are there any other daily health and wellness non-negotiables that you do to support your health? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that setting a really great rituals and utilizing the changes of the seasons, that's something that I love. Um, I usually take off an extra day of work in between the solstice and the equinox. I find that to be restorative from a work perspective, just to take that day off to rest and reset the following season on a daily basis, just setting a nice consistent morning routine and going to bed and having this really nice sleep routine is also what kind of like keeps me moving and keeps my circadian rhythm in balance. I am seeing patients virtually. So being on this laptop is like a ongoing five days a week thing. And it's important for me to step away. So sunshine breaks are huge. And I take them as often as possible in between patients so that I can also just get some of those healing rays in and reset myself. Um, when you evaluate what you typically do in the morning, and you stop to just, let me just assess. Let me just see what I'm doing. You're like, wow, I'm rushing out the door or, you know, I'm not even stopping to take a minute to, to, to collect myself, to breathe. I'm brushing my teeth while I'm doing my hair mm -hmm. and I'm shirt on all at the same time. So I recommend people evaluate what this looks like for them and maybe try to slow things down where you can, because that could actually be a game changer, just an extra five minutes to just focus on your breathing or self-care or, you know, just slowing things down. So not, not everything feels so rushed. Yeah, no, that's such great advice. Um, well, this has been so helpful for people. And I know, especially in terms of their gut health, everyone's going to want to tune in. We love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q&A. So first thing that comes to mind, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? Breathwork. I'll put down a couple songs on Spotify and just focus on breathing for two songs out in the sunshine. And it just resets me every time. Love that. Coffee or tea? I'm a tea gal. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite tea? I usually drink green tea. And um, as far as like the benefits that you'll get from green tea, we know how incredible that is. So that's usually a favorite. 
every once in a while, I have a morning cup of coffee. There's something about the ritual and the smell and the aroma of coffee that's just awesome. But I'm it still really a- is. It's like the smell and the aroma and the ritual piece. No, you're so right. Um, okay, yeah. final question and probably my favorite one. What is your favorite home-cooked meal? Oh, there is this Filipino meal that my mom made growing up. It's called Sinigang. And basically it has beef and marrow bones sauteed with mm. vegetables in a broth that's made of tamarind. I love it. That it's sounds like my- so good. <laughs> yeah, I could eat that every day. And we probably make it here maybe once or twice a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always say to people when people are like, oh, like, oh, my favorite home cooked meal. What should and I'm like, just think about the meal that gives you a hug. And I feel like you describing that meal, you just get the biggest, warmest hug. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Where can people find you or connect with Parsley Health and either work with you or just learn more? Yeah. So check us out at parsleyhealth.com. You can find me at drjacquelintalentino.com. Same thing for our social handles at parsleyhealth and at drjacquelintalentino. I see patients virtually in California and Florida, but Parsley is in 45 states. And so, you know, there are, we've covered the bases as far as states and access. We also are covered by insurance and available for more than 10 million patients in California and New York. So a lot of people aren't aware that Parsley is also covered by insurance in those states. So if you are in California or New York, make sure that you check us out. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll connect again soon, Jacqueline. Yes, sounds great. This week's actionable step is to chew your food. Aim to chew each bite for 15 to 20 seconds. Not only will it help support your digestion, but it will also help you be more mindful while eating and make you feel more satiated, getting to enjoy every bite. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Nordic Naturals YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.